Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, being joined by Taylor Raglan and Brian Murphy. Uh, it is Thursday, gentlemen, so I guess as has been the case for the past few weeks, let's pull an entry from our ongoing summer question series for the last time. So next week we're going to start officially diving into uh, high school football previews. We'll break down a couple of our classifications next week. But in the interim, let's pull uh, two more entries from the ongoing question series and actually two questions that won't be answered, at least in print, for another couple weeks. So a little bit of a sneak preview. Preview. Um, so let's see. The first question, and this is a really, uh, really basic one. Pretty simple. What is something that you're looking forward to for the upcoming high school sports year? Press box food. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's like an ongoing joke with us. I mean, they don't know about it, but we all do. At the Star, uh, which a lot of the games I cover, you know, I'm really fortunate, which is awesome. I'm, I, I look forward to watching plenty of more games at the Star mm. uh, this year. Uh, so that's on my list, also. But at the same time. The Star in Toyota Stadium, they don't have press box food. And because I think it's uh, it's not, I don't think FISD runs it. It's more of the whoever is, you know, running the press box mm-hmm. at that stadium. And, you know, they just don't give us high school media members love. Or that I guess us, some of us don't get any love. Or maybe I don't know where they are. <laughs> Sometimes there's, I think, Canes or something. At, in the at VIP the suite for the administrative <laughs> folks. Yeah. The Jerry Jones is just yeah. hiding it away in a, <laughs> the Star. But now they're... There's no food there, but I'm I'm I might make some some trips out to Tommy Briggs at the Colony because mm-hmm. um, they play Lone Star there this year. Yeah, You're saying you're to- playing your schedule based well, on. I mean, I'm definitely going to be at Lone Star at the Colony. Dinner. That's something else I'm looking forward to. But yeah, no, like you know, I remember Lake Dallas had a good spread last year. I think it was Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, I, that's. That's what I'm. A lot of that's canes what, running around uh, the yeah, uh, PISD yeah. stadiums, but Little, uh, Little Elm always has a great spread. It's either barbecue and then they'll have some salads. Where and have I heard? I've heard mythical things about. Is it Mesquite ISD yeah. that's Mesquite. like oh yeah. the best, gosh. the class yes. of the class of the state? I haven't been out there yet. I went Maybe there for I'll a playoff there. game. Salina played one of those East Texas schools a couple years ago, and I went out there. And Devin, he was out there doing something else, and he kind of told me he was like, "Hey, come hungry," and I was like, "I'm not used to this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to showing up to maybe. A water cooler, water cooler. If I'm lucky, and yeah. hey, you get nachos at uh, Memorial. That's true. The the, the nachos <laughs> and hot dog <laughs> is undefeated <laughs> at FISD Memorial. Maybe because I, I go in not spoiled, but um, yeah, the games there. It's I always just stuff my face with two things of nachos and a hot dog or two. But yeah, yeah with mesquite, it's like I've been there times when they've had like like full on chicken fried steaks wow. and mashed potatoes, and at the very end of the line, they have full size candy bars. They uh, they just <laughs> they take they take care of the media so well up in mesquite, and mm-hmm. it is one of the underrated perks of, of covering <laughs> high school football, especially in the higher classifications. 
is that most of the venues that we attend on Friday nights, you know, they cater to, mm -hmm. the, to the media and the coaches and the scouts and whatnot. And, um, no, no, yeah, it's, uh, be it in Plano or Allen, I mean, yeah, we've been pretty fortunate in our neck of the woods, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, press box food is always a nice little, uh, nice little benefit come the fall. I can't wait to see what Prosper's new stadium has because, I mean, that's another thing I'm looking forward to, you know, checking out that new stadium. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Salina's yeah. almost done, too. Yep, I Salina. drive by so, going to see my parents a lot. Mm -hmm. And Gunner. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Salina, their new facility, Prosper's new facility. You know, a couple years ago, I was outside on the visitors' uh, side of the of the stadium when Little Elm played Prosper. Luckily, it didn't rain or it wasn't cold. <laughs> it was like early October, so it wasn't too bad. But no food, and I was outside. Now I get to go to this luxurious, you know, Prosper Stadium. So I'm excited about that too. Where are they? Where was it? Reynolds Middle School that they had played their games yes. at? It was just behind the middle school. Oh yeah. Games. Didn't you have to cover a game there, Taylor? Where you had to like sit on the other end and the, like just out in the out among the masses. I think that was actually in, um, geez, Princeton maybe. Okay. I think I covered oh, Lake Dallas Princeton? at Princeton mm -hmm. on a really really bad weather night, and for whatever reason, the Princeton press box was was full, so I was in the visitor side, and then yeah, it was delayed and. Until like nine thirty. That was the only only oh. time I had ever had Oof. to cover a Prosper game up at uh, up at Reynolds Middle School. It was back when they were, I believe, like just a three A school, and yeah. they were playing Lovejoy. And yeah, the press box was full, so I had to sit over in the visitor side of the stands mm -hmm. with my laptop, just bleeding away the battery and whatnot. So yeah, it'll be nice to actually get a nice, like, comfortable, normal press box covering Prosper for the foreseeable future. Um, Taylor. What's something that you're looking forward to for the coming school year? Man, I feel like I I get to just cop out on this question every year because I just choose nine six eight baseball. But it's every year it's it's something I really look forward to because you guys you guys give me a hard time because you guys always look forward to basketball season. We all look forward to football we gra season. yeah we gravitate to the sports that we yeah. like just in general. We love yeah. we love football season when that's done. You guys are spoiled because you go right into you know basketball and and I feel like I'm greatly outnumbered in in, in that department oh, in this are, office. No but um, as the resident base baseball guy um, you know 96a doesn't doesn't ever disappoint and it, it shouldn't this year either it's always competitive it's always some of the best talent um, in the state um, yeah I mean it, it's fun it, there's some great facilities Jesuits in the district mm -hmm. it's great to go cover games um, out there I mean they make it as easy as, as any you know program in the state they have sports information uh, director and, and a nice, uh, a they, run, nice they run like a college program oh, man, it's, it's fantastic and um, yeah, so just it's it's really basic, but I, I look forward to baseball and softball uh, as well. We're rolling around every year, but mm. particularly baseball. You know, with with that being in my background and everything, and and it should be another really good year. Boyd, um, you know, I was surprised oh, yeah. this year. I think it's going to be really really fun to watch. Tyler Collins is really fun to watch, um, and just uh, outside of that, it's it's going to be tight this year. I think, mm. you know, it'd, it'd be fun to see what Prosper and Allen, um, you know, continue to do. Jesuit like I mentioned and, and all that good stuff so yeah it's a uh, it's a uh, wait until springtime for me yeah, if we could just get you in a in a mode where one of these teams kind of like a Lake Dallas last year just yeah. makes a dream run so we can extend your baseball coverage as yeah. long as possible hey man yeah I enjoyed it this year it was fun I can't imagine what that must have been like for Kendrick having to go through that Boyd run just every <laughs> week with all of just the ups and downs and the mm -hmm. surprises. I mean, yeah, what a, what a special year. It would be fascinating to see how that team builds off of that. If this is officially a, a turning a, a yeah. turning of the corner for the Boyd baseball program and they're, you know, they enter next season as a potential. Tyler like, Collins is in that upper tier of, mm -hmm. of players, I think, and, and most teams have at least one of those mm -hmm. one of those guys, and, yeah. and the impact that he has in particular is 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 really nice at, you know, the top of the order and, and playing in the outfield, really important position he's uh he's electric so we'll see 
as uh, you know, like I said, I usually default towards something basketball related, and I'm not going to for this. Although I will say that if there is something basketball, uh, you know, of note to, to focus on there. I'm obviously last season it was just getting hyped to see three McDonald's All Americans in the same district yeah. and all the star power and in in nine six a girls this year though. Um, I think that uh, just if you want a fun team to watch next year, I think the Allen Boys have a chance to be a really exciting team. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of bouncy, a lot of a lot of athletes that can uh, that can fly on that on that team. Be it Manny Obaseki, Thailand Elder, Bryce Kennedy. If you get there before the games, you'll often see them throw down some dunks that you just don't see kids execute at the high school level. Really, really um, exciting stuff. Um, but maybe it's just because it's is like we're getting right up on the edge of uh, of the season. But um, I, I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the juices flowing for football season, man, and I'm really excited to see. I think we've talked ourselves into District Nine Six A football being uh, just a. Yeah, beyond Allen, just really clad in parity. Pretty wide open. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was that was one of the things I considered for this question as well, is just, it. I mean, we look forward, like I said, to football every year, because mm-hmm. it's Texas mm-hmm. high school football, and yeah. it's, it's fun to cover and fun to see how things shake out, but particularly with 9-6-A this year, there's just so much... It's just a mystery. There's so much unknown. Like outside of, even Allen. Yeah. I mean, Allen's going to win the district because they're Allen, mm-hmm. and, and they roll over better than any team you know, in the state, arguably, just with the amount of you know, players that they have and, and the student body. But even Allen is a bunch of question marks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. I feel like you could throw two through six in a hat mm-hmm. and yeah. just pick one, and they'll finish second. Mm-hmm. The next one, they'll finish third. The next one, they'll finish fourth. Like... McKinney, are they going to do what they did last year? Jesuit, you know, one of the best offensive players in the area, right there. Yeah. And then Prosper, are they how are they going to, you know, respond in year number two and six? Eight? It's going to be fun. That'll be one of the questions, I guess, later mm-hmm. on is who do we think is the second best team in the oh, district in the season? <laughs> and you might literally get four different answers yeah. from the three of us in Kendrick. I think you would. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I don't know. And according to Kendrick, Boyd should be even better. So I mean, oh yeah, you, th- you got to think that they'll be improved just with what, you know head coach Joe McBride and his track record. Um, but yeah, like I, I just love I love it when we go into sports where we just we don't know a whole lot mm-hmm. when there's so many questions that need to be answered because I just love that element of the unknown, just getting to learn new things about these teams heading into a season. It's one thing when you already have an idea, like oh, okay, like Allen's going to maul everybody and yep. whatnot, and that's that's we fun. knew Plano East was going to be yeah. good yeah. last year, high flying. We knew Prosper brought back enough to compete. Pete, you know, I think some of us discounted them more than Brian did, but I think this is going to be one of those years where we look back on our predictions and just like, wow, yeah, we had no idea. And and it's not that we could have had an idea. It's just yeah. going to be one of those years where everything just feels like it's up in the air. Because you just you look across, you know, team by team, so many teams are breaking in new quarterbacks. You have some mm-hmm. teams like Allen that graduated nearly its entire starting defense. Um, I mean, Plano East graduated nearly its entire, I mean, its entire receiving core, essentially, and the quarterback. He I mean, basically brings back two guys that were regular starters mm. every single week and Kayvon Hamilton and, and Trey Jones Scott, one on each side of the ball. And there's some other ones that mixed in rotations and, mm-hmm. and played a lot. But, yeah, it's there's a lot of teams that are going to look completely different. It's comparable to like uh, you know, Brian, you and I are NBA fans, so just the NBA offseason and how so many teams just changed over the summer. Mm-hmm. It feels like a, like a brand new league and it's kind of the same way with mm-hmm. District 9, 6A. I mean, again, like we just kind of give Allen the benefit of the doubt and expect them to run roughshod on everybody, but who knows? Those first couple games against Cedar Hill and Dickinson, those yeah. are teams that are ranked in the state's top 15 to begin the season. That is a the toughest one-two punch that Allen has ever had to begin a season and um, it'll be very telling as far as kind of where they're at and I mean, it's, I was, tell, I was telling you, Brian, it is, it 
it is a shame that like in in years past when you had Denton Geyer in the same district as Allen that that's not the case now because like if there was a, a ready-made foil to potentially mm-hmm. you know give uh, you know make Allen sweat it out a little bit I mean it sounds like this Geyer team is maybe the best team that they've had since Gerard Hurd was on campus uh, but nevertheless um, between you know just beyond Allen you have I mean so many other teams that it feels like you know just every week if you power rank these teams it's going to be a different order and I don't know I'm just fascinated to see how it all how it all shakes out because it's it's high school football in Texas and when you add that much more mystery and circumstance to it it's just that much more exciting for us we don't know what to expect going in um, so yeah that is at least um, some things that we are looking forward to for the upcoming high school sports year got one more question and I'm excited to see where this one goes <laughs> and we will get to that after a word from the sponsor Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Welcome back, and uh, let's round out a uh, one last entry from our summer question series. And this one is always on the last entry of questions that we have for the summer. And it's always a fun one to see where this one goes. What is one bold prediction that you have for the upcoming high school sports year? Man, bold predictions. I guess I'll go first, and it's it's, it's going to seem weird, I think, to, to say that a football team winning multiple games, and by multiple I literally mean greater than one, is, is a bold prediction. But with, with Plano West, I think it is. You know, I think that with Tyler Soko coming in, um, you know, inside the program, there's going to be some, some expectations, but... You know, externally, they're 0 and 26. Like you can't mm-hmm. expect him to come in and immediately be able to turn around that program to the extent of oh, they even go four and six, three and seven, yeah. five and five is they might as well. You know, they consider that you get a trophy, put a yeah, put yeah. a plaque on the wall. Like yeah. it, it's it's the expectations are probably externally as low as they could possibly be, and there is a much greater than zero percent chance that they just go 0 and 10 again. Mm-hmm. And and could still consider that year a success because it's about the way you go in 10 it's about how competitive you are it's about tempering expectations and Soko's first year and saying like you know he has I've mentioned this on the podcast before he's got a longer leash than than most would especially you know in there it's his first year um, he's completely turning a program around that is so far off the rails that you know it's going to take two or three years to even be relevant again I would think um, but yeah you know, it's it's there's still some chance that they pick up two or three wins this year. Maybe if they just sneak up on some teams. You know, McKinney um, last season that game was closer than a lot of people thought it would be. Um, and and depending on what McKinney does this year, as far as continuing that momentum or, or kind of floundering and having a little bit of a sophomore slump, that could be one. Um, you know, some of their non-district games I don't think are very winnable, but. You know, Mesquite's another program that's upward trending, but at the same time had some real stinkers last yeah. year, and, and I think that they're much better than Plano West, but, you know, who knows? Maybe it's a, a weird night. Um, a lot of things can happen, especially in non-district play when, you know, you know you're just trying to establish yourself in an identity. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird to call it a bold prediction that Plano West will win more than one football game, but when you're <laughs> 0 for 26, I think it's I yeah. think you're, you're pretty going out there to say that they will be at least – Two and eight, so I could I could see it happening, but you know we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my hot take. I think Soka wins a couple. I want to piggyback off you. Teams that went zero and ten last year in football, 
Frisco Liberty. Well, I, I kind of have three bold predictions. So I'll yeah. mild. Just a hot take <laughs> machine over here. Mild, medium, and hot. Yeah. And I'm going to lead up to hot. But my mild, bold prediction uh, is that Liberty, they're going to win uh, at least two games this year as well. Uh, last year, they lost a non-district game in overtime, uh, double overtime, to Creekview. Creekview obviously was not very good. Um, that could have gone either way. I, I don't think Creekview is any better uh, this year. Liberty has new head coach. Granted, he's been there in Matt Sweeney for the last five years uh, as a coordinator. Um, but I, I, I think they'll figure Creekview out. That's I'm locking that in as a win. And then their non-district schedule really isn't that tough. I, I mean, North Garland could be pegged to make the playoffs in that 10-6A district. They play them first. Uh, but then they play Sherman, a team they lost to 19 to nothing last year. Uh, and a team, you know, you mentioned like a McKinney or, or something mm -hmm. in 96A, a team that they could maybe upset or play a really close game with would be Heritage. Uh, Heritage loses Jason Falkenberry, you know, their big pro-style quarterback. They have some question marks there. Uh, that Last year that game was 48-31. So Liberty, uh, an offense that really struggled last year, was able to put up 31 points against Heritage. So that could be another game there that could be closer um, than it was last year. could be closer than what some people think. So, you know, Liberty, I wouldn't be surprised if they end the year maybe 2-8, and eight, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. What is the, uh, what is the uh, Okay, the I'll, I'll stick with football. So my medium, medium one. My medium hot take, and I know I didn't discuss this with, discuss this with y'all before. Ooh. I think did this just come to you? Kind of, but I've okay. been I've been thinking about it. And I actually sent uh, so in in Dave Campbell's you know big football preview. You know mm -hmm. they they predict you know the district standings you know months in advance, and that's always hard to do. Um, but they predicted. Lone Star to finish ahead of the Colony. And the Lone Star is top five in the state right now okay. in 5A Division One. And I even texted our own Justin Thomas, RIP, uh, to Justin, to JT. <laughs> He's not actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I told him, I was like, hey, Lone Star is going to get its revenge. <laughs> and not only are they going to get its revenge, they're going to go undefeated. Ooh. And they're going to beat the Colony by double digits Ooh. when they play. That's turning towards the colony. That's that's a bit of a bold prediction. And then you had your. Did you have a lava take over there? I kind of had a lava take, Liquid but I'll, I'll let Matt. I'll let Matt go first. Sure. With mine, um, you know, I uh, I went back and forth. It's tough to come up with what a bold prediction would be for like Allen or anything. Yeah. Like well, that was right. part of the reason that. Like, I'm not, not going to be an idiot and say like, oh, Allen's wrestling state title yeah. streaks getting snapped or anything like that. Oh that's just gosh. dumb. <laughs> but um, ultimately, I landed on this, and I actually am going away from Allen, going away from Plainland, all the way out to Denton County, to a little old school in Curry called Lake Dallas, which is far and away the smallest school in District 8 5A. They barely scratch the surface of a 5A, of a 5A high school. I think that there is at least a road map when all is said and done at the end of the 2019-2020 school year when you look back on District 8 5A and say that Lake Dallas, despite sharing a district with the Colony, Little Elm, some of the Denton ISD powerhouses, you're going to look back and say that Lake Dallas had the best overall athletic cheer of any school in 858. Now I said, you gotta, you know, it's gonna require, because I think, first off, I think you can make a case that, I mean, pound for pound, maybe last year that they that they did <laughs> as much as as much as much anybody in that district, when you factor in that they made the playoffs in five yeah. of the eight standings-based sports, they won a district title, and they made deep playoff runs in boys' soccer and baseball. I mean, how many schools in that district can even say that to begin with? The biggest competition, though, in terms of overall success, though, is the Colony. Mm -hmm. the, the standard bearer, one of the most well-rounded athletic programs at the 5A le level as far as uh, the Dallas area goes. And it's going to 
require the colony to maybe fall short of expectations in a couple areas. You know, Lake Dallas is going to have to make the playoffs in all five of the sports that they did last year, plus ones like girls soccer that they yep. missed out on and whatnot. Um, they'll have to add probably another district title along the way as well. Um, and all while, you know, base, you know, boys soccer, baseball, maybe football, volleyball, we're able to piece together some extensive playoff runs. But I think there's at least a roadmap when you look at just the continuity that a lot of those programs have. Like, it wouldn't be insane to think, like, even for as much star power as the Colonies girls basketball team is, has, um, you know, with, uh, you know, Jewel Spear and Tamia Jones, mm-hmm. Lake Dallas played them really close last year. Those games were competitive year. last year. And I think there's, I don't know, three or four main roadblocks to, to this happening. Um, you know, obviously, you look at the Colony girls basketball and softball. Mm-hmm. Going to be really, really good. you got to go around them somehow, get through them, or have them stumble. Oh, yeah. I think the Colony will be better at football. Um, obviously, so you gotta, and and they don't match up completely, but you gotta figure how those compare. And then Little Elm, uh, not only in softball but in girls soccer too, is mm-hmm. is another roadblock. So, if like you said, if you get some stumbles from three or four of those teams, in and Lake I'm not Dallas, even talking about unseating those teams, yeah. like just make the playoffs like right. in, in a sport like girls soccer that you didn't last right. year. Yeah, Little Elm's still gonna be the standard bearer there, but um, you know, but even like football, like the Colony won their district last mm-hmm. year and then went one and done because yeah. they ran up against Mansfield Timberview. That district's still going to be a bore, you know, next postseason as well. So you know what? If Lake Dallas can get a more favorable seed and yep. not draw Corsicana like they did, mm-hmm. you know, last season, then perhaps things work out for them there. But I don't know. Just with the uh, kind of the youth movement that's been flowing throughout that program, there's a lot of teams that have you know a bunch of carryover from last season. Four new head coaches. And yes, there will be that, you know. But um, but nevertheless, though, I think there's at least a roadmap to where, when yep. all said and done, Lake Dallas could be the best overall athletics program. You got to squint again. The colony's got to fall short in a couple sports that, you know, like you know, girls basketball and softball that the other ones really might be expected to dominate. The state titles too yeah. is really the like. I mean, it's like the colony softball. If they yeah. go win state, then you don't overcome. Like, yeah. I mean, you you got to. Yeah, you know what? It's, but a, it's a bold prediction it's a for bold a reason, prediction. and it could happen. I, I could honestly. It's I not impossible. It nope. Brian, let's round this out with your uh, your scorching hot take. Well, what isn't impossible is the fact that we could see a new district champion in girls basketball in 9-5-A, one we haven't seen in years. Last at least three years, it's been Lone Star Liberty, Lone Star Liberty, Lone Star Liberty. Well, Liberty, they graduated, I think it was eight seniors, four of their starters. Lone Star graduated four of their starters. Their MVP and Adriana Quezada, uh, Katie Stinton, uh, is is gone. Coach Muncie comes in uh, from Waco Midway and Mansfield Timberview, so they're in good hands there. But I, I, I it's it's hard to say Lone Star and Liberty are in rebuilding stages because they still have some good uh, good players. Kyla Deck, Mia Deck's little sister, mm-hmm. she she was a big time player as a freshman. Jazzy owns Barnett for Liberty. She could be an MVP candidate this year as a sophomore. But Centennial, they bring back some some firepower. Brad, Brad Blaylock has been doing a good job, you know, with that program. First Come Memorial is going to be a team to watch. Coach Rochelle Vaughn uh, led them to the playoffs last year. She came from Liberty. She was one of Ross Reedy's assistants. Coach Reedy, if you see this, please don't call me. <laughs> don't, uh, just, uh, uh, don't bombard me. Um, but, you know, Rochelle Vaughn, after they lost to Wiley East in the first round last year with their best player, Jasmine Lott, who was only a freshman, she was banged up that game. She, was, had, she had an injured foot. Uh, and I found that out after the game. Uh, and she still dropped double digits, but she didn't play to her capabilities. Um, you know, they almost beat Wiley East, and after the game, mm-hmm. Vaughn told me something about, she gave me a really good quote. I, it's not verbatim, but something along the lines of, well, we're coming for everybody next year. And I was like, okay, it's, it's strong, but they are. They're, they're a good young program, already going to the playoffs with mainly freshmen and sophomores. 
don't be surprised if Frisco Memorial wins that district. I wonder how many coaches in our in our coverage area have more stops within our markets than Coach Vaughn. She was an <laughs> assistant under uh, under Don Patterson at Plano West for a while. She was the head coach at McKinney Boyd for a few years before moving on to a couple stops in Frisco. That'd be yeah, because I uh, yeah I saw that team like uh, during a tournament game against Rowlett and yeah, just looking over the composition of their roster and that's a team that definitely played way above their heads for as many youngsters as they had on the mm -hmm. court. Interesting to see. So, yeah, uh, a potential changing of the guard coming in, yeah. in Frisco ISD girls basketball. Don't be surprised if it's Centennial Memorial or Memorial Centennial 1-2. I wonder what would have been some bold predictions at this time last year that would have actually panned out. Like, all right, I think a perfect example of a bold prediction that actually would have worked was if, is if you, for example, had come in saying, okay, you know what? Prosper Blake in the playoffs in every Everything. single team sport. I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> tried to tell y'all. Yeah. Turns uh, out. What are the odds of that happening, Brian? I mean, That's a, silly talk. A bold prediction I, I would have said, maybe not this time last year, but going into basketball season, little on boys basketball, making a run in state. You know, why not? Yeah. The first time I saw Trey uh, Trey White play, you know, the first game of the year, and Coach Siegler, he warned me about it. He's like, stud freshman. And I'm like, what? From where? How, what? comes in you know I wasn't expecting much I was expecting you know a shy little freshman no six five stud and I saw that and I, I I almost made the prediction right there him and RJ Hampton they're going to state and then that's more of a what could have been how, yeah. how bold would it have been though if you go okay you know what I don't have anything to base this off of but I've just got an inkling of suspect that this is going to be RJ Hampton's last <laughs> season of high school basketball and he's not even going to be playing in college. He's actually going to go overseas. Okay, that and like, was <laughs> yeah, that Again, was I have nothing nuts. to base that off of in mind. The, the what a Nostradamus moment that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reclassifying thing was kind of in the talks for a lot of mm -hmm. the year, but the whole New Zealand thing, that was, that was crazy. Ah, so that is, yeah, it's always fun to throw around some bullet predictions before the school year and the odds that they work out. I mean, I can go back through in previous iterations of the question series, see if we've actually ever hit on one of these, but you know what? That's why we bullet predictions. In a year from now, or not even, we don't even have to wait a year, but in like six, eight months from now, we'll have to go back and watch this yeah. <laughs> to see how idiotic we, we sounded. Oh, yeah, and that'll, on that note, that'll, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I uh, appreciate you all for checking this out. We'll be back next week to begin previewing the uh, the upcoming high school football season should be a should be a good time folks enjoy the rest of your week and we will talk to y'all later looking to hire top talent in your community look no further than starlocaljobs.com our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area with starlocaljobs.com you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.